What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello, Lane. How are you? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> you know, my friends always, I always say, do you really want me to tell you? Because <laughs> it has been, um, so it is mid-March and yes. uh, we're still in this global pandemic. We are. And we hit the year, official year on March 13th last year, which was my birthday. And this year it was a Saturday. And um I'm so full of gratitude, but also just like ah, March Madness too. Like, and we were supposed to have my fabulous and amazing right-hand woman, Jordan, join us today, but she is on the way to the ER with her son. So, um, yeah, we're sending a lot of prayers their way. So, and, and I wish that that was a one incident, but it seems like that has happened for so many people, so much loss. So, yeah. Sending lots of prayers and love, and and it makes me want to just bring more laughter and love everywhere I go. You know, it, 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 there's so much grief and letting go and loss and change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good, but it's just been like, ah! Well, and it's easier. It's, it's sort of more natural for us to move in the direction of the grieving and the sadness, right? We're wired that way. It's protective. And so the, the thing that we know is that we can, we, it's, we can contain it all. It's okay. I mean, maybe contain is not the right word, but you can be sad about something and also laugh. So for example, par exemple, when my mother was dying, she's upstairs and we're downstairs watching the heat and <laughs> laughing our asses off. You was know, that with Sandra Bullock and Michelle? Yeah, McCarthy. Melissa uh, McCarthy. Okay. Yes. Right. And the movie is hilarious. It's one of the movies I've seen probably five times at least. I love so, that movie. Yeah. And, and I mean, so, I think I think with great loss, there is love and laughter too. And as human beings, we have the capacity to hold it all. And sometimes we don't know if we do, but I believe Right. Or you don't think, you know, you have permission to be able to you know, laugh. My, my mother showed up at a wake once and she walked in and it was a particularly tough moment because he was pretty young when this, when this guy died. And, um, she said, okay, who brought the canned ham? You know, and <laughs> because, because that's kind of a typical thing. Someone bring, you know, people bring stuff and all of that Damn. and the whole room just erupted. And, it was not being disrespectful of the person who passed. It was just this moment of levity. It doesn't mean that we disrespect the person or aren't thinking of them. It's just, it, it's just that moment of levity. I love that. And, you know, I want to have a big party when I go, I want people to get drunk and dance and tell stories and crack each other up. Like, I don't, I don't want people to be sad. I'll be like, man, she played full out. She made a ton of mistakes but she gave it her all, you know, that's, that's, um, you know, my, I have a joke on my tombstone. It's going to be like, well, she tried. 
Now, hopefully it'll be something else, but it's, you know, um, are you okay? By the way, are you recording right now? I am recording. Good. Okay, we're just double checking. Because okay, we because we technical had technical geniuses, as you know, we had technical issues. Our poor guest is having an emergency, but you know, Kathy and I were like, the show must go on. Well, I put on makeup. I put on makeup. Way. I did my hair. Not that you can tell, because I have these crazy headphones on. Because I don't know what happened to my other headphones. You know, that's to me, that is like imperfect action. Mm. And that is the art of business and life is showing up, doing the best you can with what you have. Like, yep. this is me today, you know, right. um, very imperfect. And I, I was just telling Kathy, one of the things I want to talk about, because um, this is a lesson I'm still in the middle of, but, um, you know, I have been an internet marketer off and on for years, and I have made a lot of mistakes with people I've hired. And I've learned you do not pay every everything up front. You just don't. You don't do it in real estate. I don't recommend it in coaching. I'm a big fan of pay as you go unless you really, really, really know the person for a long, long time. And just because they did an amazing job for somebody else, they're human. And stuff happens and people change. And I have learned that lesson over and over in real estate with men, <laughs> with coaches. And so anyway, so this guy, I met him and he seemed really smart and he was saying all the right things. And we had several conversations. And the night that I decided to go ahead and move forward with him, I remember I could hardly sleep. Now, this and was dating? I no, sorry. This was not dating. This was my recent funnel guy who's, oh. I'm not going to say his name because. Yeah. Oh, it was a funnel guy. And, and, uh, but I was so excited and I thought, oh, it's just cause I'm excited. So anyway, um, I hired this guy. I was so excited and I kept thinking, I can't even sleep. I'm so excited. And looking back, I don't think it was excitement. I think it was anxiety because my gut was saying, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about this guy. And so I'm sharing this because I'm really working on this tuning into my body because my body is smarter in many ways than my brain. So I've, I moved forward with this guy. Luckily I just paid him a little bit. We got going and it was always sort of this big sort of production. And then he was like, Oh, come to my training. And then he would be talking about all these other people. And I'm so busy. I'm running two businesses right now. And I, I, you know, I kept saying, I appreciate this offer, but I don't need to sit in on other people's training. I did that for years. Like I'm, and so anyway, so I kept thinking, just given the benefit of the doubt, he was snarky with my assistant, Jordan, she was cool, whatever. And then finally, after like another month of sort of this runaround, I realized that something is off mm. with this person. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's personal. I don't know if it's professional. I, I don't know. And it's not my circus and it's not my monkey. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I think this is important because as a woman, as a sensitive empath, there's a part of me that still wants to take care of people, even when they have not done right by me. And so there was a part of me that kept wanting to go, I know you're great. I know that, you know, you must be going through stuff. And it's like, no, Elaine, you're not coaching him. Like you hired him to build this funnel. And for whatever reason, nothing has been built except one landing page. And he kept saying, oh, I can build this for you. I can build this for you. But he wasn't building anything, you know. And so 
the miracle for me is that as I was cutting ties with him, and that means changing a ton of passwords, changing a credit card, you know, like I was all in. I just finally kept editing myself. I just said, I just need to get a refund. Um, thank you very much. And I don't like, I don't need to go into blah, 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 blah. And I, I found myself editing like four different times. And finally I just said, I'm, you know, we're done and I need to get a refund. Thank you. Beautiful. And, and, and it's uncomfortable, but you I want to say so much more. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't know if he can hear it. I don't, I, I don't know. And at the end of the day, this is my business. I work really hard. I love my clients and my students and my podcast people love, love them. I, I have a big mission and this, uh, in some ways, somebody said this on Saturday, the bigger the mission, the more selective you need to be. Yeah. And it's not my job to try to take care of him, support him, help him. I have done that so many times in the past with men I've dated, with people I've hired. I have put up with, not that I'm perfect, but I have just tolerated bad behavior, you know, lack of results, lack of promises. And I just wanted to share that because I feel like this happens for women in business. Yeah. It's like, a, it, it's, it's almost like, um, of it's misuse of empathy. You know? <laughs> that um, is so I, I am going to make a citizen's arrest right now. I'm pulling you over for, you know, misuse of empathy, but it's, it's something about who you are. We want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You know, we don't want to be jaded and have sort of a blanket feeling. By the way, I hate all sweeping generalizations. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> and then but, she's going to make a couple, but that's yeah, okay. I'm but totally then in kidding. general, we do want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We do. And we want to treat people with respect. And it's very hard when we're not being treated with respect. What I love about what you did was that you treated the person with respect. You didn't go overboard with trying to, you know, you went through your process, you put it through your process and you edited out the words and came down to a very simple conclusion. And then you were able to say it. And that's so hard. So, I mean, I think we need some celebration here because that is not easy to do because oftentimes we, we have a whole story around what's going on and we want them to understand, look, we thought this one through, we got it up, but the bottom line is we're done here. And, you know, and, and that Maya Angelou people show you when people show you who they are, believe them. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, I still, there's a part of me that's like, but, 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 but I can see the potential, but, 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 but what if da, 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 da. And, you know, and, and I guess, I guess sometimes we have to get the lesson for ourselves because, I can't tell you how many times in personal development I've heard, like, you have to be in alignment. You need to be, have similar values. And there's a part of me that goes, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but this person is really connected. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, well, we're not really in alignment, but they can help me with da, 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 da. And I, like, I just, 
I, th- I think I got the lesson finally. <laughs> well, you know, you and I had talked about at one point, we were trying to figure out if maybe we should do sort of certain segments to our show when we're talking. And one I came up with was, let me have done that for you. And <laughs> the thing is, though, you kind of can't. I mean, in some ways, you know, um, I used to have this this calendar, which I had to hide in my desk. It was hilarious. My brother-in-law gave it to me and it was called Demotivators. And there was this one picture of a half sunken ship and it said, could it be that your purpose in life is to serve as a warning to others? <laughs> and <laughs> that's on my headstone. That's it. <laughs> yeah. As a warning to others. Oh my God. Do right. as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right. And and so, you know, it 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 it's just it's it's a challenge. You want to be able to do things for people, or you want to be able to impart information that someone will say, aha, that's right. I won't do that. I think the key though is that this is also the place where if you did that anyway, this is the place where you can come to hear about how to recover from that and yeah. to forgive yourself and move forgive on. Forgive yourself. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite so- sayings I saw this January was every night I forgive everyone, including myself. Mm. And, you know, when you're laying in bed, I try to do gratitude at the end of my day, grateful for my warm flannel sheets, you know, sending love out to the world. And um, I know I made some mistakes because I'm living life and I'm a human and I'm stretching. So with that comes mistakes. Right. And with then that comes mistakes. Those- And with those is we have conversations. So we have a way to start talking through things and and saying, oh, I I made I made a mistake because otherwise we start to like curl back up into our little caves because we're so afraid of making a mistake. Right. Because because of the way people call people out. I mean, when you when you think about social media, social media is complete and total reaction. So energetically, you're on there and you're looking at something and you are in reaction almost 100% of the time that you're responding to things. Mm. Well, when you're in reaction, what's going on with your body physically does not allow you to have a conversation. It's going to allow you to like make a funny comment, make a snarky comment, make a rude comment, but it's probably not going to be something well thought out. And so having that there and then having our reactions just out there for everybody to see it starts to escalate oh my god you know, it's like bing 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 yeah right and and yeah. again you're still in fight or flight so it's the conversation that goes nowhere because it's an argument and an argument is not a conversation oh my god Kathy, this is so good this is so rich this is um So, you know, I was in a long-term relationship that was on and off, on and off, lots of drama. I stopped drinking for him. We did long distance. Then we broke up. Then he moved up here with no money and no credit. Like it was, you know. And then when I finally, after years of therapy, and we were not even married, and then we went through a mediation, which takes talent if you're not married and you still have to get lawyers that is very special. Wow. So very painful. I looked gray that day, but I'm grateful because I really got the pain of divorce and separating uh, long-term stuff. And we didn't have kids or pets or anything, but it was still incredibly painful. 
and there had been a lot of drama and I was part of that drama. And then the next relationship I was in, um, the first year I kept thinking something's missing. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's really great and he's fun and he's charming and he's cute and he adores me and he cooks for me and we go on tours together, but I don't know. It feels like something's missing. And thank God I just kept kind of like going to Al-Anon and AA and I realized, yeah, it's called drama, Elaine. This is like a healthy relationship. Now it wasn't perfect. And you know, that's, but the point of the story is I grew up in a dysfunctional family, like most people. Right. And so I was used to that fight, flight, freeze, freak out, fight. Yeah. What's happening? I came home. Is somebody drunk? Did somebody fall down? Oh, she's in a good mood. Well, how long is this going to last? What's going, you know, high alert, high alert. And, I, and I'm not saying this for pity. I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to share this because I really get that these patterns ingrained in my body. And then I unconsciously continued them in my twenties after I moved out by having crazy roommates, dating crazy guys. There was a part of me that was unconsciously creating the drama that I had grown up in, even though mentally I wanted good grades, a good job, acting, but on an unconscious level, I was creating that vibe. So fast forward, I get sober, I moved to New York City, I get sober, everything changes. The first year was really hard, but I'm still in New York City restaurants. Talk about dysfunction, talk about people on cocaine, talk about people getting promoted to managers who are idiots, talk about uh, misogynistic hate, you know, like toxic, toxic hey, wait male. A minute. We've right. just moved into the work right. zone, my friend. Right. Yeah, sorry. So we're coming. I'm coming to your That's point. That's good. So even though I'm sober and I'm working on myself daily, meditating, praying, yoga, all this stuff, I'm coming into this environment and there's the chaos of restaurants, blah, 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 blah. And you want to be in a restaurant that's busy because that's how you make money, but that's also dysfunction, right? So fast forward, I finally have the courage to quit, blah, 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 blah. So the first year I kept thinking, oh my God, you know? So I have had to learn how to work in a whole new way. I've had, and I, and I want to learn I am learning how to work in a business. Like I want to save the drama for funny stories and podcasts, comedy, like no drama in my business. I am a thought leader and a coach and a video marketer. I am a safe container for my people. So no drama. Right. And so Kathy, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm in kindergarten. I'm learning how to work in a whole new way that I never have before. And it's so interesting because there is still that part of me that's like, but, 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 you know, and I don't know if that's adrenaline junkie, but you know, and that's what, what you were going to talk about. So I accidentally got us into your topic. So there well, you go. <laughs> it flows. It totally flows. So it, it's because it's our topic, right? At work, we say in our intro or in some of our things that work is all is a four letter word. Um, and it's sort of how we interpret the word. 
you know, work, the word will evoke a lot for us. And I, Elaine, that is just such a beautiful story about, about the, the, the feelings, the things that we go through and the awarenesses that we have and that it is doable. It is doable. And that we do as humans, our tendency to become addicted to things is quite real. I mean, I remember we, our car engine blew in Florida, undeveloped Florida in like the 1970s. Oh my God, and that sounds like a fun movie. We, 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 it does. It's kind of, it is kind of like vacation. Like an afternoon special? Yes. Um, and so we ended up having to stay at this old folks, like retirement community and put up our tent. And I, <laughs> I know, I know. And I started playing pinball. And I could not stop. Like I just kept playing and playing and I was getting really good. So I was getting replays and replays and replays and I couldn't stop the same thing. I think I told you I was on a flight to Paris, my God, going to Paris for the first time in my life. And all I can see are those little Tetris things coming down and down and down and down and down and me trying to put them in the right thing so that um, I can keep playing. So the, it's, it's just easy for us to do that. And so what happens is when you're around that drama, you can miss it when it's gone, even if it isn't something that suits you or is for you, right? And, and so to know that that's a natural common experience and you're not a bad or wrong person because you miss it, it's mm. just developing a process to let it go so that you can move into something that's more efficient for you. Mm, right? I'm like, oh, that's so nourishing because I... I, you know, like a, I have a friend who used to call me all the time about this dramatic relationship she was in mm -hmm. and she needed me. Do you have five minutes? Oh my God. He said this and then this, and then this is coming up for me. And, and, ah, uh, there was a part of me that loved being needed. Not that I wanted her to suffer and they were both really good people, but together their stuff was like, and we've all been there. Like if you've dated in your twenties, thirties, forties, now, whatever. But I was, I got to hang out with her for my birthday. And I said, you know, it's funny that there's, there's a part of me that misses that drama. Mm. So, um, so I guess I just felt compelled because, um, you know, I feel like life, the only constant thing of life is change. Yeah. And it's really hard to change yourself and behavior. So it's like this paradox and right. you know and even though this is not a political podcast you know I really got a kick out of hating somebody who was in office and there was a part of me that was used to like ah what happened today ah and I could be self-righteous about it and well <laughs> you know and and kvetch about it and you know, there was like fun comedy about it, but, but deep down I knew this probably wasn't good for me or super productive given my focus and what I do for a living and blah, 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 blah. So I've just been noticing now that it's been a few months since this person is out of office, there is a part of me that misses that. <gasps> right. Right. So, and you have to condition yourself because I would come in in the afternoon and I would say, well, let's see what fresh hell we're dealing with today. That was kind of in the back of my mind. And so I said, you can stop saying that now. 
Right. You know, and, yeah. and giving myself permission to stop saying that and stop feeding into that because they, someone, I don't know where I read this, but they were saying that, um, that, that anger, revenge, those things are like a craving that needs to be satisfied. Mm. And I think it's really important to understand that so that you can develop tools to kind of allow it to pass and not feed into that because it's hard. It's like it it must it must raise up certain chemicals that are these chemicals of like must do this, must hate, must well, say yes. the, you know and, bad things. And I think this is such a good point too, because life is so uncertain, right? Yep. I mean, if that's anything we've learned, COVID, a lot of people are drinking, drugging, overeating, whatever, because of all the craziness. And I think that there is a part of being human that we like to feel certain what is going to give me certainty, right? Like I can't control my country. I can't control policies. I can't control my kids, the TV. I can't, you know, so I think that's one reason um, we can feed into that of like, I can control what I think about so-and-so, you know, or whatever. And, um, and I think, but then I think, wow, Elaine, you know, this birthday, I've been reflective, Kathy, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 53. And in many ways, it's been an awesome ride, like, so grateful to be sober, and healthy, and to be blessed with the people in my life and the work that I'm doing. So, so grateful. And there is so much more I want to do, and I feel compelled to do. Mm -hmm for the world, for my community, for my family, for women in business, for comedy, for, uh, you know, changing the global conversation around addiction. Like I have some big visions, right? And so when I can get present to that, do I want to allow this old habit of fight, flight, freeze, freak out? (laughs) What's, you know, I get to be right. Like, it's such a comfortable sort of thing, but does it really serve a purpose? Right. And right. I mean, it, and the thing is, it's not so much that fight, flight, freeze, fear, faint, or whatever all the words are and run! Freak out! F cubed! <laughs> F to the fifth! It's, F times 10! It's, it's there for a reason. And I think some of it is about understanding and, and, and making friends with rather than trying to push things out, which is what you're doing. You're just trying to understand what happened and say, I choose not to go down that path. Like I see what you're offering me and I'm saying, no, it's kind of like with the guy, it was sort of like, I see what you're offering me now and it's not much. And we haven't gotten, you haven't done the things you said you were going to do. And I'm going to say no. And so it's it those kinds of things. That's the experience. And it's, it's interesting because my meditations, I use an app called 10% happier. I love it because the person who created it in conjunction with some other really wonderful teachers is someone who is just a hard hitting, hard nosed journalist, you know, a telejournalist. And, you know, one of the things they were talking about was change and that things are unreliable. And when this person used the word unreliable, I realized I had morality injected into that word, like unbelievable. It wasn't just, 
you know, the word unreliable, it was, well, that means you're a bad person. Like, that's where my mind went. No, unreliable means that it's something that's intermittent. It could be bad. It could be good. Or it could just be the nature of the thing. Mm. And it never occurred to me. But I realized that the way I think about words, so words like work, they're four-letter words. What is What am I thinking of when I'm talking about that? I hear people wow. when I'm coaching talking about work as though it's something they're not already doing. When in fact, they're in some, in some ways, they're living who they are. You know, they just mm. might not be getting paid yet or enough for the work. And so it's interesting to just take a look at something like that and look at, you know, the fact that we do change all the time. I, I find that meditation helps me quite a bit with that. Mm. Um, and there are a lot of tools for that. Yoga, uh, writing, um, they're not woo-woo. They're really powerful tools and they make a huge difference. I love that, Kathy. And I know um, I used to discount those kinds of tools because mm. I was using them. <laughs> like I, I wanted somebody else to tell me blah, 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 blah. Like I didn't trust myself, you right. know? And so that's, that's one of the greatest things. And I, I just love it. Cause I know that's what you do with people, you know, as we're opening up, you know, people are having to consider maybe going back part-time hybrid, continue working from home, whatever. And Kathy Keegan is just a master coach at helping you figure out your relationship to work and your relationship to work and others and the people that you work with. And, you know, her mission is to end needless workplace suffering. And I just love that because everything is related. You know, we're all and it's, you know, especially it, it, now. Oh, my God. And if you're dealing with somebody or something 40 hours a week, even if it's through Zoom and you're miserable, if you don't think that that's affecting the rest of your life and the people closest to you, I mean, it is so intertwined. And so that's why I love, I love talking about what you do, Kathy, and the work that you do. And, you know, I was telling Jordan, because Jordan is uh, African-American and we we're going to have her on today. And I said, she was like, well, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, I want you to tell a vulnerable story, an embarrassing moment. And I want to talk about race. And she was like, oh, like I, <laughs> I, I felt like she seemed trepidatious, like, oh, great. Two middle-aged white ladies want to talk about race with me. But we want to use our platform for good. We want to uplift people and empower them wherever you are in your business or thinking about starting a business or 30 years in your business, there's always fresh eyes, a fresh take, but we also want to use our platform to talk about social injustice and things that we are passionate about that we are working on to make the world a better place. Right. So um, anyway, I, I just, um, I got a little preachy there for a minute, but um, I can't well, wait what? to have her on. And I just love partnering with you. And I love talking to you, Kathy, because you make me think, and that was my other point that you're always reading 53 books. Every you time we talk, think. she's like, you, you, oh, my God. Well, I'm reading this book on race. And <laughs> I actually am. And, and, um, I, and I tell, yeah. tell us, tell us. Well, so uh, I want to speak to that, too. Um, I, I think it's I've been involved in a lot of conversations now around that. Um, I belong to a chapter here of a coaching organization. 
and uh, we've already done two book clubs um, and it's a diverse crowd in, in the book club. We've read Biased and Case Cast, I'm sorry, I've always mispronounced that by Isabel Wilkerson. Um, and then our next book is called So You Wanna Talk About Race. And it is so important for us to continue to have these discussions. And Jordan was invited, not so she could represent a monolith or an entire population of people, but to talk about her experience, yes. what she experiences in life, because what a person can share is how they experience things so that we can say, wow, that, that didn't happen to me or that did happen to me. And this is how we start to learn and understand and break down what truly is structural racism in this country. There is just no doubt about it, you know? And so you have a whole premise that's wrong, that's been built on intentionality and exclusion. And right. so we, we got our work cut out for us. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, and I, I thought I was woke because I've worked in restaurants because of my work in AA and because I've spoken on historically black college campuses for years, which I always felt very privileged that they picked me. And then this last summer happened and I was like, I am so not woke. And it's been hard to wake up and I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm just trying to share my experience, strength and hope, but I'm grateful I'm doing the work. I am educating myself. I am watching films. I am reading. I'm having conversations. I am voting with my dollar. I'm in a commitment to to work with minorities, um, especially women. Um, I mentor um, a young Latina who is so fierce and funny and brilliant. So that's what some of the ways I'm giving back, and I intend to do a lot more. And um, you know, and I think that that conversations have to keep happening. You yeah. know, I watched the Billie Holiday movie. It was mm. so sad, but also so beautiful and brilliant. But, you know, I didn't realize what a civil rights activist she was and how much she was targeted. And I'm getting really present. 2020 taught me, you know, it has been a structural, systematic thing. It's not just, oh, people in the South, you know, and so that's been part of my awakening um, and that I'm, I'm, you know, I keep praying to be led about what else I can do, you know? Right. Oh, it's be so beautifully put, so beautifully put. And yeah, we are two middle-aged white ladies talking about this. <laughs> we are and, really white. <laughs> um, and yeah, I have freckles. Um, but I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I just over the years, I was on um, diversity committees in my organization. And, um, and I continue that discussion because it's important. And the other thing that I learned recently, that there are a lot of people, black, white, and brown, who are just discovering things about history that right. were hidden. Yeah. So there was, in fact, with the, um, I forget which, which state it was, but where they had this very successful black community, like really nice neighborhood, um, very, very successful. It was burned to the ground. And Ugh. this person who was in this history class, who was African-American said, that didn't happen because he'd never heard it before. He didn't know the story. And so some of what's happening now too is stories that have been in existence, things that happened. The reason the police were formed, the police were formed to patrol for slaves that were running away. 
And so when you start to understand sort of the origin of all these things, you begin to realize just how much has to be unwound. And the best way is even with this awkward conversation that we're having right now, the words don't feel as smooth for me to talk about it, that this is how we learn. And this is, this is how we, we get more traction and start to really understand and appreciate the differences, what people have gone through, which doesn't take away from your own experience. That's important to remember. This is not the fixed pie of, well, that happens. What about me? Because of course, we are always thinking about our own personal experiences and what we've gone through. Those still exist. They're not taken away because someone else has been suffering. Let's pay attention to that suffering and see what we can do to alleviate it. And yeah. Elaine, you know, I love what you're doing to, to make that happen. Well, I, my intention is to do more. It's one, one of the reasons I want to get my business up to a certain point so that it's slightly more automated so I can do more work yeah. in the community. So, um, well, thank you so much. We made it work. I'm so happy we jumped on. We were like, yeah. we can't figure out Riverside or poor guest, like whatever, but we showed up and had a cool conversation. And Kathy, if people want to know how to work with you, how do they find you? It's wicked easy. Um, KathyKeegan.com. And that's and with a K? With a K, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-E-G-A-N-M-O-U-S-E, which I always like to say. And Elaine, of course, captivate the crowd. I love watching your students become really, really engaging and brilliant as they do their own Facebook lives and their own, it's really their own sort of, you know, recordings of things that are going on. It's amazing the work that you do. And again, it's just, it's really thrilling to be able to work together with you. I so oh, appreciate you. you. So you need to tell people how to get in touch with yes, you. Yes. If anybody needs to work on their video, their visibility, their story crafting, Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. I have a Facebook group, Captivate the Crowd. And I'm so proud to see my students evolve and grow. And now they're saying, that's a Facebook live to each other, because <laughs> I always say that. So I'm, you know, that's, that's the greatest joy to watch people blossom. Thank you so much for watching us or listening to us. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you're working on, what you're excited about. If there's any topics you want us to cover, because Kathy and I have done a ton of developmental work and growth and recovery. And there's and a lot of wisdom we've here. Had, we've had pretty much all kinds of jobs yeah. Between the two of us, we cover a lot of ground. Except I've never officially been a stripper and neither has no. Kathy. I just have I to. know, but um, but I know someone who used to um who was kind of like the mother there who would protect them <laughs> and she's awesome. Yeah, um, I, I mean no no harm to that. I mean, it's a great profession, man. I know people who worked their way through college, bought a house, made a book, like, but um, yeah, anyway. Thank you so much for laughing with us. We can't wait to connect with you. I can't wait to see you, Kathy, in real yes. life. And hug and, okay. Oh, my God. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks yeah. so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. See you next time.